0: what will become of dawn and betty what's gonna happen to pete and peggy for kate it's all history for ashley a mystery it's time to hear mad women hello (laughs) (laughs) i love to start podcasts by chasing an animal out of the room
1: you're just, the sound of your voice being so happy and energetic oh and full of life. He was like, fuck, get out of here! <laughs> Scram, it's the fuzz! <laughs> was that Bloom? Meow? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what she wanted from me.
0: Which cat was it? <laughs> oh, it was Bloom. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Yes, what I wanted from you was to meow at me.
1: I thought you said, "What was that, Bloom?" And then you looked at me.
0: You looked at me like, "Bitch, pick that up." Well, folks, we're a minute in, and we're doing, we're doing our best work here. I'm Kate. I'm Ashley, and we're mad women. Mm. Arr, arr. Mm, so angry. <laughs> And today, this is season three, episode two. We're going to be talking about love among the ruins. Now you sound like a like a radio host? Well, I mean, because
1: this is the new radio.
0: I mean, what would you want me to sound like a television host? Well, that is what you've accused me of. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. repeatedly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, then I think I'm just getting better. You are. Eventually, You're... I'll sound like a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: getting there. All right. This is the latest that we have recorded, maybe ever.
0: I don't know. We did like an eleven p.m. No, we recorded once, and we ended at like midnight. We
1: ended at midnight. We did not start at eleven. We started at like eight thirty. All
0: right. Yeah. It was. It was a three and a half hour record. That's what happened. It is. It is late, listener. It is nine thirty p.m. on Monday evening, and we. But we are in person. Yes, we are. We were going to be not in person. And we thought better of it. We, we were like, no, you deserve more, dear listener.
1: I was so ready to record with you yes. until I realized that my computer wouldn't allow it. Yes. And then only after I realized the computer didn't allow it did I realize I hadn't even watched the episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were just going to
1: freestyle. I was
0: like, I'm ready to do this. And then I was
1: like... 100%, I'm not yeah. at all
0: ready to yeah. do this. But so, we're ready now. Yes. I literally. I watched the app. Yeah. You watched the app. I watched the app. Ashley knows that because I wasn't <laughs> done with it when she came in. But that just means it's fresh. That's right. Um, I've got a couple notes about last week's episode. Okay. One, um, we had wondered why the stewardess said that they were taking a descent into friendship. <gasps> right, right, right. And in the moment, I wasn't, you know, doing the best uh searches that a librarian of my caliber should be doing <laughs> but i did find that formerly the ba- baltimore airport was called the friendship international right. whatever the fuck
1: that was the name of the yeah. airport
0: yes i don't know if it's the same one or if it's a different one or whatever but yes it was an airport so they
1: were descending into
0: friendship yeah. and also when we talked about the octopusy painting we mentioned how it was where i mean i think i said it's where the rothko was oh yes but it became clear by actually just looking at the wall in bert's office that the rothko is still there um also listeners we have the clip of roger saying oh it's <clears throat> meeting and we'd like you to tell us whether he's saying it's sad meeting Wait, which... no no
1: no he doesn't say it's oh. sad meeting okay. he just says oh Sad meeting. Okay. Or oh, it's that
0: meeting. More specifically, oh, it's that meeting.
1: Sad meeting. Mm -hmm. Sad meeting. Sad. Yeah, he says it strange, but it's sad meeting. (laughs) Sad.
0: (laughs) You say he says it strange, as if it's a normal thing to say.
1: As if there's a way to say that that's not
0: strange. (laughs) He says the word
1: sad strangely.
0: (laughs) He says it like a contraction of. Is that, well, that. That's how he pronounces listen, sad. Listen, I watched it again
1: with mm-hmm. closed captioning. I'm
0: telling you, you're depending again. on those closed captions. They lie.
1: They lie. Well, it makes sense to me that he would say sad meeting. Because
0: <laughs> he he's is a
1: four-year-old? A, well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's a sassy little four year old, 100%. All right. Well, he is, he's so sassy. We're going to leave that,
0: we're going to leave it to the listener. Dear listener, this is one of our classic tell me that mad I'm right. women <laughs> arguments where I am. Is it baffled? teal Or is it green? Can't talk about this. Is it sad or is it that? Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. Any other <laughs> problems that we ran into? I don't think so. Perfect. Well, folks, Love Among the Ruins, a synopsis. Betty gets- Wait a, a- minute. What? Jesus Christ, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Remember- how dare you try to synopsize? Guys, guys you, you think I remember how this show goes? Come on. You think I know. You even bought a new fancy notebook. <laughs> a new fancy <laughs> notebook. <laughs> All right, here's- Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted for season three, episode two- <laughs> Of an episode whose name we have no idea what it is. That (laughs) Sal is going to get more sodomy. He's going to start cruising parks and bars and essentially inspire grinder. Right. Betty's belly is going to be changing in size. Sometimes it'll be too big. Sometimes it'll be too thin. Mm -hmm. And Don sees this as fell signs of a square-headed baby. Square-headed baby. Pete's being a little bitch. Yep. He bitches... Unless uh, one of the top brass is around him. Okay. And then he becomes, uh, anytime Cooper walks in, he becomes Irish. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. Moneypenny Mm -hmm. has a folding table from which he longingly looks at the ant farm (laughs) in his former office. And he's just taunted by all the lady secretaries. Right. Right. You said Peggy would do some advertising.
1: Ayyyy I crushed it. Crushed it. You saved the best for last. Listen, do I know this show or do I know know this show?
0: Girl, Uh, better than I do. So the lingo would be one of two synonymous and Mm -hmm. uh, rhyming terms. Knackered or cream crackered. Right. Sadly. We did not get there. We had half the number of Englishmen in (sighs) this episode. There was no money penny. No money penny, just lane price but i was about to say his name's Price, the other one's money penny but then i remember that's not his real name <laughs> I'm
1: just like why would they name two things ppp <laughs> these are the answers we need <laughs> i love how we get irritated with the show for our own brains yeah
0: uh, the show that is well over a decade old yes that we cannot change but we just We're want trying. the best for it yes. you know we're not, we're not angry. We're just disappointed. <laughs> All right. Now may, you can synopsize. I, thank you. All right. So it turns out season three, episode two is called Love Among the Ruins. Betty gets a visit from her father and her brother's family. Sterling Cooper grapples with a very specific client request for patio soda. Roger makes arrangements for his daughter's wedding. And Peggy becomes personally affected by a campaign involving... Bye, bye
1: bye birdie. birdie. Now,
0: <laughs> neither of us know the next line. Of no, that no, song. no.
1: I know every line of that oh, song because I was me. in that show.
0: <gasps> you were in it? Yeah. Who did you play? Well, and all right, bear in mind, never seen it. I know that it's like an Elvisy thing. Uh-huh. So I don't actually know any character names. Okay, let's talk about it.
1: So um I was not a main character. Oh. But that's okay. Okay. I have a slightly more chorus. All right. Yes. Because I had some independent singing lines. Mm. I was the mayor's daughter. Nice job. Look at me. Did you... My name was Mayor's Daughter. <laughs> 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 nice. But I know that show pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, and it is Elvisy, but it's also so his name is Conrad Birdie. Okay, and it's kind of a play on Conway Twitty, oh. who was a real
0: performer. Yeah, I know. I've heard of that one too. Yeah,
1: from the fifties. That's
0: 50s. fun. It is fun, huh? Well, if 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 there's any "Bye Bye Birdie" themes that appear in this episode, okay, that you can, that are like you know what, that's actually a reference mm. to Act Two. Sure. Then just let us know. All
1: right, I'll throw them in there. I don't remember any, so don't hey. hold your breath.
0: Well, here's the thing, you could make them. All oh up. shit! <laughs> oh, I have the the little part that's in this episode is the most I've seen of any Bye Bye Birdie property. All right, well so. now
1: watch it. It's a cute. It's a cute show. Okay,
0: yeah, I'm not going to. But I that's just Rude. because I don't do things like that. Well, don't take it personally. I do. Well, Dick Van Dyke is in it, and he's a delight. You're, I'm sorry, I'm more of a Diagnosis murderer-style <laughs> fan. Well, listen, there's a lot Dick of murder. There's a
1: lot of murder and intrigue. Okay. In Bye Bye Birdie. Is that true? Yeah, it's true crime.
0: <laughs> it's begun. In
1: I the. Think. Be- <laughs> How dare you? How dare you accuse me of improvising right now?
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So. <laughs> To get into the episode, mm. which is called Love Among the Ruins, <clears throat> we actually start by hearing the music before we see anything. Yes. Now here's a good test for you. Yes. Did you recognize it like immediately? Oh immediately. That's awesome.
1: The, oh, exciting. the, the very second it started, I was like, yeah. oh my god, it's Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> I wrote Bye Bye Birdie exclamation mark. I was very excited. That's fun. Yeah.
0: And so it's Anne Margaret.
1: Mm-hmm. Now uh, she plays Kim. Him. Mm-hmm. She's the, the, she's the lead uh, um, character in Bye Bye Birdie. Okay. She's dating this boy, Hugo. Yes. They're going steady. Oh. But then Conrad Birdie rolls mm-hmm. into town. My God. And he murders someone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, Ashley. <laughs> the serious face. Of the, of the of the stepping off the cliff into deception. <laughs> so, the way we, what we see is Anne margaret like, singing at the camera, and she has a blue background. In the yes.
1: film, does she have a, a blue, is that like a scene that's, from the film? Yeah, that's from the movie. So, the movie opens
0: like that. So, that's okay. the, the
1: main, the first
0: main song. I just don't understand, like, where the, just the plain background. Like, did they forget to put in no, the I green screen? Did I, they accidentally make no. it blue, and so they couldn't put in the rolling hills of no. Pasadena or wherever this takes place? Where <laughs> does it
1: take place? Where does it take It's a small town. Okay. It's a small town. Um, no, but that was very 60s. Yeah. There's lots of, like, movie musicals like that uh-huh. that have these sorts of, like, big, open, not green screen, but, like, yeah. just Plain backdrop spaces there's, there's a similar kind of thing In Singing in the Rain Oh where they're, okay. And it's kind of like a dreamy yeah. It's not necessarily a dream sequence mm-hmm. But it's that kind of like dreamy yeah. You know So that's what's happening here yeah.
0: I guess If these things are performed on stage There's always a focus on like the performer Right that's a way to translate that really right. Direct focus Yeah Which is I think they tried to do that with cats at some level Where mm. they just Actually, In the new
1: cats with the buttholes?
0: Yep. Okay. Where they made everyone, like, dance for 20 minutes without it saying anything. Awkward. It is when you're, like, sitting in a theater. <laughs> That's, you know, a movie theater. Not right. actually watching people perform. Right. Alright, so we're two seconds in. It's <laughs> a big group of Peggy it's the people. and It's the people. Sal, loving it. Loving it. Loving it. it. You I know who else is loving him. it? Who's that? Ken? Ken enjoyed it.
1: Ken is enjoying himself. He's
0: enjoying it for a
1: different reason than Sal's enjoying it. Yeah.
0: Because Sal's like, I saw it with so and so, and Mm -hmm. she didn't. I saw it on Broadway. Yeah. Cal, Cal, Sal's in it for something else, but he loves it. It's been given to them by this company that makes... It's it's Pepsi. It's Pepsi. But it's their version of, I guess, Tab mm-hmm. or whatever, where it's a diet soda called Patio. Mm-hmm. Did you look up this soda? I didn't. I didn't either. I'm doing it right now. I mean, I assume it is a... It's funny because these things come and go, and it's like Madison Square Garden. We know that one succeeded, mm. but Patio, never heard of it. Mm-hmm. What Patio wants is a commercial that just straight up steals from this musical number. But with, like, a patio song. Mm -hmm. And Peggy, from the start, is like, I don't really like this, and I'm the one who'd be buying patio. Which Harry tells her, well, you're not fat anymore. Yeah, he says it's not
1: for you. You're not fat anymore.
0: And she says, thank you. (laughs) Just quietly. (laughs) Oh, boy. She's really suspect of this idea because she wants it to be, like something creative. She wants it to be She yeah.
1: I mean she wants to create her own ad campaign for mm-hmm. it and not do this knockoff of Anne Margaret. Yeah. Which she thinks is gonna be cheesy. And they're trying to say, Yeah, well, men like Anne Margaret. Yeah. And she says, But it's not for men.
0: <laughs> right. And Ken is the one who's really fighting on this. And it's it's he wants to just please the client. He just wants he's like, they asked for this, we wanna give them that and then they'll let me uh, get Pepsi mm-hmm. just to screw over Pete Campbell. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Peggy doesn't like it. Then we go to, uh, we're back home with the Drapers. Betty's real pregnant. How do you feel about her pregnancy levels?
1: <sighs> Annoyed.
0: <laughs> How, they for can't. What reason? Her,
1: yeah. what, what's her belly doing? What, uh-huh. what month gestation are we at now? Because she's back to real big. Yeah.
0: Well, she's like... She's like about to pop. It she looks like... about to
1: pop. Yeah. And she's crabby. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. Mm. This was the first episode that my boyfriend has seen. Yes. He's listened to every episode of ours. Incredible. So he knows sorts of sort of what's going on. Shout out Justin. Mm-hmm. Shout out Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is the first time he'd actually seen these things. Yes. And he sees Betty for the first time in these scenes, and he's like, her face isn't doing anything.
0: <laughs> 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 That's right. Yeah. And apparently, neither is her belly.
1: Her belly's doing too many things.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she's pregnant. Yeah.
1: and she wants some oatmeal. No, she wants something. She wants Melba toast. Melba
0: toast that she suspects Carla ate all of, because the box was put away empty. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm sure something she Carla have done would do. that. yeah. yeah. And Don says, "Jesus, Betty, eat some oatmeal. That baby's gonna weigh a pound." So apparently, she's not eating very much. No. But they have hired someone to decorate the new baby room. Mm-hmm.
1: and Which is called a nursery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that baby room. Honestly, I almost said like crib room. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. You gave me midwife last week. Now yes. I have nursery. Yes, you're welcome. I'm going to know. <laughs> By the end of this series, I'm, I will be ready to become a mother. You will be. Yes, I will be yeah. fully learned.
1: That was, there was that time that you saw me get milked. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Yeah,
0: I sure did.
1: Yeah. So listen, breastfeeding, yeah.
0: nursery, yes, midwife, midwife. Oh, cloth diapers. Cloth. I taught forget. you all about cloth There's diapers. A clinic on cloth diapers. Yes. There's so much here. Also, square-headed babies. See, the now Eagles. you know. Indeed, you know what to expect. <laughs> Uh,
1: Also, yeah. Different Bobby. (laughs) Is that a different? Well, I don't know if it's a different than last. It's, yeah. We finally see a good amount of him. We see
0: full on Bobby face.
1: We see full Bobby.
0: And I want to say this one might stick around for a minute or two. Well, that's a shame because he's strange looking. Here's another thing I don't think he sticks around for the whole thing. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, He's definitely not the, he's not the terminal Bobby. Okay. <laughs> he might be the penultimate Bobby. I didn't
1: think he was the terminal Bobby because we're only in season
0: three. Yeah.
1: And, and we, Sally said there's like 12 Bobbies.
0: <laughs> we can't keep ripping through Bobbies at this pace forever. No. We need a Bobby alarm. I wish that I remembered stuff from like Bobby's World. <gasps> oh, that? that show was so good. I feel like there'd be some kind of Bobby alarm involved. Bobby, in Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. That's the best there you go, do right
1: now at 10 o'clock on a Monday night.
0: Man, imagine what this one used to give on a Friday night at, at five. Pointless Internet.
1: Oh, right. Pointless. At Pointless Internet.
0: <laughs> My brain is broken. I, We're doing good. I don't see anyone anymore. <laughs> okay, so they're going to go to Terrytown. and the kids don't I kept to. hearing Carrytown. Right? And I that was so confused
1: because Carytown is a neighborhood here in Ann Arbor. Yeah. And I was like, Carytown. Yeah. What the
0: fuck? So it is T A R R Y T O W N, one word. It's a town in New York in the county of Westchester. Okay. So that's you know that fancy area. That makes sense. I think they're going, uh, antiquing there. And so I looked it up, and it's like a, it's a little town that's you know a million years old, you know. In American terms. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) it's, you know, the U.S. version of a million years old, which is like 300 years old. Yes. And it is where Washington Irving is from. And it is where Sleepy Hollow, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, is based. Other notable current and former residents of Tarrytown include J.D. Salinger and Mark Twain. Oh. In addition to Cab Calloway. Oh, damn. Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. And Vanessa Williams. All right, Vanessa L. Williams, but it is that Vanessa.
1: <laughs> all right, so well, something interesting about okay.
0: Well, just a little anecdote.
1: <laughs> it's not about Loring this show. The stand. Oh, it's not about the show. It's just okay. an anecdote. Please, because you you talk about uh, American million years old. Yes. Right, which we all know can only be like three hundred years old. Right. Yeah. Roughly. And
0: roughly don't at like,
1: us we go to we go to Boston and we're like oh my god this stuff from mm-hmm. the 1700s amazing wow mm-hmm. but I was in England yeah uh, we were in the Westies and uh, my cousin and I went to this <laughs> did it again oh my god the cat, cat did the
0: little jumpy <laughs> jump again wow <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, All right, you boy. were in the Westies. I'm we picturing were in... just a whole bunch of little white dogs. Yes,
1: so keep that in your mind. That's where mm-hmm. we were. Yeah, uh, so we were in the little white dogs, and there was this natural spring that was down uh-huh. the road from where we were staying. Yeah, so we take you know take a walk down there, and there's a plaque just outside of it. So this uh-huh. spring is enclosed in this little like archway thing. Yeah, um, to protect it, and there's a plaque right on the outside, and the plaque is like this spring was discovered. We think. Uh-huh. In the 1300s, yeah. like, so, so, so long ago that yeah. all they can say is, we think, <laughs> to the best of our knowledge. Yeah. Because, who the fuck knows, how really? Do you, how do you know
0: that stuff? Like, how do you figure it out? How do you
1: figure that out? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, we think yeah. this spring has been right. around since 1329. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Why is this spring so old? And Americans think they have history. Yeah. They don't. We're fools.
0: Fools! Do you know what we have? The Grand Canyon. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah!
0: Eagles, bitch! Yosemite! what do you know about Yosemite? What Grand about Tee Mount Toms. Rushmore? That's not... <laughs> I don't know about that one. Just put the MR in the DL. Uh, the kids don't want to go to Terrytown. Bobby says that the snort stores smell bad. And Don tells them, we are going to Terrytown, and you're going to stare at some antique chair for so long that the buttons will seem interesting. And then we'll get a Carvel. Uh, yeah. Yum. Which sounds like a great afternoon, but also... I would love a carvel Yes. It would be miserable for me when I was their age, but now, sounds perfect. That sounds lovely. And then Don leaves, and Betty just yells to some child off camera, What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Betty is cranky.
1: She's real cranky. Girl, I get it.
0: Yeah. Now, le- Kate,
1: let me, let me learn you about being pregnant. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Here we go. Let's go. When you get... When your belly gets to the point where it doesn't know what the fuck it's doing, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's big, and sometimes it's not, (laughs) you're real fucking crabby. Yeah. Because you don't know what to expect.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, this is a common stage of pregnancy, where you don't know if you're going to look nine months pregnant or four months (laughs) pregnant. You just, you wake up, and you're like, what's it going to be today? These fluctuations, they're natural, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're beautiful. Sometimes it's the sign of the square-headed, mm. but sometimes it's just water weight. <laughs> sometimes Man. you just had too much salt. Right. So, and you're crabby. You're just crabby. hmm
0: I, you know what? I'm crabby often without a good excuse. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would kind of relish. Having me, a
1: reason to be crabby? Having a reason to be crabby, yeah.
0: like no one being able to fuck with me. That's the know best I mean? part, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. Just
1: and you're like blanche. and you're like, "You know what? I want nachos from the movie theater." And they're like, "But we're not at the movie theater." And you're like, "Fuck you." <laughs> and the next thing you know, you have nachos from the movie theater. Ugh. Even though the movie theater's 20
0: minutes away. The and then you're like,
1: "Why is this cheese cold?" And they're like, "Seriously?" And you're like, "Fuck
0: you." And it's great. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yell at you for being bringing life into the world? Exactly. For exactly. nourishing a, a second human who's never even opened his little little eyes before, wants nacho cheese. Their eyes are open, actually. See, I'm learning every time. You're welcome. I'm always learning. Yeah. So, we see a little... There's a little meeting with Pete and Paul and then, like, three and old Mary. white dudes. P- Peter, Peter, Paul, Paul, and Peter Mary. Paul, and Mary.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it Pete and Paul and three old white dudes. Which are the same as Mary. I mean...
0: It's truly six in one, half dozen the other. <laughs> and they're talking. Oh,
1: about... but let me tell you, because I made this note. <laughs> okay. I'm let's, sorry. Let's I go. need to interject. I,
0: well, you made a large
1: start. point about Pete's hair. Yeah. Last EP being he had bangs. Yeah. Bitch does not have, his hair's pushed back again. Okay. So I just needed to put that out there. All right. Because you were like, look it up. <laughs> Pay attention to Pete's hair. It's a major plot point. Hey, so you know I was what? like, I'm noticing hair. Thank you for
0: noticing here. You're welcome. Great job. Thanks, you're welcome. My the trap is set. <laughs> you're mine. So the idea is that Pennsylvania Station, Penn Station, is going to be torn down and Madison Square Garden will take its place. Yes. Now if you had asked me if Penn Station existed right now, I yeah. would say yes. Yeah. Is there a Penn Station currently? Yeah.
1: Well, so this is what I was confused about because yes, Penn Station is very much a thing. Okay. Um, but is it a different thing? Like, is it hey, moved?
0: I uh, I don't know, and we did no research on this.
1: Listen, ooh, it's in New York. Do you think what
0: happened was that they know. like actually did save Penn Station? Maybe. Now listen, I'm... <laughs> we're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we're such dummies. I'm on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> I'm only. Oh my god. I mean, there's definitely a Penn Station. <laughs> Such dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: Not Penn Station, the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, its head house was torn down in 1963, galvanizing <sighs> the modern historic preservation <gasps> movement. The rest of the station was rebuilt in the following 6 years while retaining most of the rail infrastructure from the original station.
0: Bam. Oh, thank you for finding that answer in good time. You're welcome. And that's the end of that. <laughs> so, so there is there are the uh, Paul like brings out all of these flyers mm-hmm. of protesting uh, taking down Penn Station. And Pete says, my great-great-grandfather Silas Dykeman would have turned his boat around if he had known that one day the city would be filled with crybabies. Uh, And then Paul, uh, it's this weird thing that we haven't actually seen before, where Paul, like, you figure, all right, he's starting a pitch, and he's really talking up the opposition, Mm -hmm. and now he's talking up it more, and now he's getting (laughs) passionate, and I think he just... (laughs) is yelling at the client now. <laughs> How is this being allowed? Yeah, he gets real
1: heated and yeah. is like, You guys are idiots. How yeah. dare you do
0: this? Do you know to where history? the most complete Roman ruins are? Mm. Greece. Greece. Which we have to pay attention to that because the name of the episode is Love Among the Ruins. Oh. And so that just kind of puts a mental picture mm. in our mind early of ruins mm. and love oh. i don't know that we've seen that much love no at this point no okay. and the client does not like this and he says this He's is having... the greatest city in the world if None you don't of it. like it leave and pete uh as they leave pete yells at, at paul you have no problems with an atom plant on the east river but this bothers you yeah and yeah, yeah. paul's a bit of a hypocrite a little bit well sure but we know I mean, but we know these, that. Yeah, he's the he's the protest boy. He's the but only kind beatnik. of.
1: He only right. protested because his girlfriend was yes, pissed at him. Absolutely. So he, he's the hypocrite.
0: He wants to play act. As, right. And we see that at the very end when Don tells him that he's still going to work on this. He just has to keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. still working for the man, but on the he's you know making this performative right uh, declaration of. Who he really, who mm. really sides with. Right. His oh. checkbook. Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. Motherfucker. Pete threatens he's going to tell Don. And Paul's like, "Uh, please don't do that. Don't do that. Now they'll trust me more when I help them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell what game Paul is running I on, don't honestly. understand it. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> That's all. Okay. It's also confusing because it's like, what? They're going to... And I think Don... S- resolves this later. But I found that scene confusing. Like, what are they doing? Like, they're I was not selling anything. very confused. Yeah. I was very confused by what is happening. I mm-hmm. think it's it's PR. Yeah.
1: It's not an ad yeah. campaign to sell something. It's right. an ad campaign to sell the public. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. It's just public relations. It's Which not is a why product. why it
0: feels so weird. It feels very weird. It very And why very Don's confusing. able to just, like... There is that, just like, uncertainty and mis misalignment that he resolves at the end which is cool but we're not there yet so uh we see joan walking pregnant betty through the office Mm -hmm. she tells him i hate you you know that other than wilma flintstone i've never seen anyone carry so well Yes. and what did you notice what joan was wearing no oh well she had a green top and a blue skirt. Oh yes, that yes, yes. That was very beautiful. I, I did. I wrote it <laughs> later
1: when we see her later in the same outfit. Okay. I freak out about it. Okay, good. Those. I look
0: forward to those notes. Okay, great. We don't. I wanna. I wanna get that freak out in real time. Okay. Yeah. And, Roger. So the partners all come into Lane's office. Roger, mm-hmm. Don, and Bert. Roger asks, "What's so urgent? London Bridge falling down?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> And what Lane tells them is that they have lost Campbell's Soup Great Britain. And Cooper says, I don't want to be called down here every time we lose an account. It's an advertising agency. I'll wear out the carpet.
1: I love it. (laughs) Oh.
0: I ain't got time for this. Bert's the best. (laughs) He's the best. I was like,
1: Bert, you still have Bert and Cooper. (laughs) You you that HBIC. Don't you even worry. Hell yeah. Oh my God. He's so cute. He's He's the
0: best. Uh, We pointed it out on the on the Instagram, but we noticed after we recorded last week that Burt Peterson, <laughs> after he was fired in Burt Cooper's office, when he's rampaging in the bullpen, he's in his socks, and there's a secretary just following him around just with trailing. shoes.
1: trailing. <laughs> he just stormed out of Cooper's yeah. office with his shoes still off. It's so funny. I love that he had to get fired without his shoes. Yeah. Like, that's just an extra level of demeaning. It's... It's In your stockinged feet.
0: Yeah, you just don't feel comfortable. It's like that tip when you're negotiating mm. that I learned from Michael Scott <laughs> to, like, you know, change the location right, or at something the last to throw minute. somebody off guard. Yep. But that's, it's not decent, I'll tell you that much. Mm-mm. So, with Cooper gone, they uh, the th- three left discuss how BBDO, which is a rival ad agency, right. uh, got, like, it's it's a zero-sum game, and they took a client from them. And Roger's, like, they're all giving excuses. Like, Roger says, perhaps I should drag per- Burt Peterson and fire him again. And Don says that I don't usually set the meetings. I attend them.
1: Right. Because they're all like, how did this happen? Why yeah. didn't we have more FaceTime with them? Why didn't we work harder to do this? Right. And Don's like, I don't set the meetings. That's not my job. Right. You set them up, I'd
0: knock them down. Yeah. Which... He does later yeah uh lane says if this is where we wanted to end up we all did everything perfectly <laughs> and they're all just kind of reflecting they don't solve anything but roger in just wonderful roger movement points to a full suit of armor and just says yeah you ever get three sheets to the wind and try that thing on see he's sassy <laughs> he would say something like oh sad meeting <laughs> Yep. That's all the proof I need. Yep, that's that's exactly his style. Exactly. And then we come out and yep. Betty is sitting in a chair and Joan is dangling like a ring on a necklace above her belly. Yes,
1: so this is a thing. Okay. This is an old, old, old wives' tale. Let's hear it. It's the gender test. Okay. So you take, when you're pregnant, and I did this a hundred times, <laughs> you can also do this with a needle. Okay. So you take your wedding ring or a needle and you put it on a string your wedding needle your wedding needle you put it on a string and you hold it up above your pregnant belly uh huh and if the ring mm-hmm. well, you can also use a strand of your hair
0: ooh so if your hair is long enough put this it on a strand of your hair more and more voodoo-y
1: mhm once you do that and I'm trying to remember okay I had I couldn't <laughs> remember if it which was which so <clears throat> neither could this
0: random secretary I know
1: mm-hmm. so if it you, you put your ring or a needle on yes. a strand of your hair or a piece of string and you hold it above your belly if the ring swings Uh back and forth
0: which you're having a girl so listener she went from like hip to hip essentially yes
1: or it can go like you know nose to toes but if it if it swings in a line
0: oh as opposed to what a circle oh if it swings in a circle you're having a boy Okay, that I didn't realize that the direction doesn't matter. It's a totally different movement. Totally different Interesting. movement. Yeah,
1: so if it swings in a straight yeah. line, side to side, you're having a girl.
0: Okay, so the secretary, who I don't know if they said her name, but she says it's definitely side to side. Joan says, is that a boy or a girl? And the secretary says, I'll call my mother. Like, they're doing this, she doesn't yeah. remember. But that also predicts yeah. that it's going to be a girl.
1: And then the other fun thing is, so when you do this, so you yes. put your ring on a thing, whatever. You can also do it over your left hand, like over your left wrist. This is scientific, (laughs) Catholic. I can do it right now and prove it to
0: you. Okay. So
1: here's what you do. If you're having more than one child or if you've already had more than one child. Yes. You do the same thing. You put your ring on a string. Uh Uh-huh. You hold it over your belly or over your wrist if you're not pregnant. Yeah. It'll swing. Yeah. Or circle. Yeah. And then it'll kind of come to a stop. Okay. And then it'll pick up again. So it's going to tell you, like, your first child will be this. Your second child will be that. And then when it's done, it's done. Now let me tell you, I have birthed three children. Yes. I have done this ring test. It has been correct every single time. (laughs) It has told me boy, girl, girl, and then it's done. That's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. It circles. It kind of stops. Swings back and forth. Kind of stops. Swings back and forth. Kind of stops. It's done. Isn't that crazy? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. If I had had the foresight, I would have brought a needle tonight. I don't have a wedding ring no mo. I, like I have a
0: ring. It's nice of you to assume I don't have needles just because I'm not a crafter like you are. Well, you probably I, don't have them as accessible as I would. That's probably true. Yes. I have a... A first aid crowd sewing kit. Yes. Somewhere. Yeah. I will call my mother. But I
1: was very excited to see this ring yeah. trick. Because it's, I, like, it's a thing yeah. I have
0: done. That's really cute. Yeah. That's really sweet. And it's like, you know, they're entertaining the wife while she's just here. Mm-hmm. And Roger comes over and says that Princess Grace just swallowed a basketball. Yes. His description of Betty. Yes. There, and then there's, like, this really kind of, like... Awkward friendly look between Roger and Joan.
1: Yeah, he smiles at her so sweetly.
0: Yeah, and we learn officially both of them are now married,
1: right? Because he says thank you, Mrs. Harris, or good night, yeah. Mrs. Harris, and this is when I said,
0: "Yeah, Joan
1: can get it. Those colors. Ooh, yeah. damn, girl. Literally, yeah. those are all the words that I wrote. Uh, there, just... Joan can get it. Mm-hmm. Those colors. Mm-hmm. Ooh, damn, girl."
0: Listener, you don't need to know anything else. No, that is the long and the short of it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Gorgeous, rich, saturated <laughs> jewel tones. Yes.
1: <sighs> but Betty and blue. E- Let's even, just say there's a lot of
0: blue in the I'm gonna tell you now. There's a lot of blue in this app. You're gonna be very excited later in this season. Okay. Um, I can't wait. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, Betty was not a fan of any of this. No. Even. Joan's beautiful jewel tones didn't no. cure her foul mood. She walks out and says, I'm in a foul mood. And then we find out why they're all dressed up and why she's out. And it's the Drapers are having dinner with the Prices. Mm-hmm. And so Mrs. Price, her name is Rebecca, is a big fat snob <laughs> who just <laughs> hates everything about America. Yeah. She puts it all down. She's impressed at the restaurant, even has the wine that she was looking for. Yes. She talks about where they're living, and she says, we're near the UN, so there's plenty of Africans. Plenty of Africans. Jesus. And then later, (laughs) she says, uh, you know, Betty asked her if she misses London, and she says, what we lost in London, we gained in insects. Mm -hmm. So she's just a real bitch the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Trying to make conversation, she asks Don and Betty how long they've been together. They say different numbers. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I think Don says 10 and Betty says 9. Interesting. Yeah, I think they say different numbers. I miss that little touch. And then Rebecca says that they were together for 15. And then, like, they're just desperately trying to just find something to talk about. Which is how I feel. Yeah. Uh, Oh, God. uh Uh-huh.
1: Oh, God. I had a play date (laughs) with Dottie's little friends the other day, and so I'm, like, having to sit with the mom. Yeah. And I was excited to hang out with her. Uh Uh-huh. But the whole time I was like... Oh my god, at some point we're gonna stop having things to talk about and I'm gonna to have to say something. <laughs> Fuck. So while yeah. we're having a nice pleasant conversation in uh-huh. my brain, I'm like this will end soon and I will have to say something. Oh, oh my god, oh my god. Uh-huh. That's a little insight. Yeah. Into how I feel about small talk,
0: which is to say, yeah. not great. That's a that's a place of anxiety. Yeah. And um Yeah. It's a shame. I'm sorry you feel that all way. Alright, it's okay. It's all right. I and mean, we made
1: it through, we had plenty of things to talk about. Oh, it was a great
0: time. God. I know. You can always just rehash Ooh. old subjects. Look, I don't need to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> so they're driving home and Don is pressuring Betty to just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Please just tell me because yes. I don't believe you that nothing's wrong. Yes. And she says, it's just the cherry on top of my Sunday Because she found out that Gloria left her father. Oh yeah, everybody's favorite person to hate. Another ruined love, oh, maybe. I don't know. Oh, Cle- Well, shit. I'll tell you what. Lane and Mrs. Price don't seem very happily they in don't. love. do Because do we even see her again? This ep? No. Yeah. She's mentioned. She's brought up. But you don't okay. see her. Yeah. So, you know, their love seems to be not great. Um, neither is Don and Betty's. Neither is Don and Betty's. Uh, she... Betty kind of... Suggests, but actually just says that her brother and her sister-in-law should bring their father to stay with the Drapers for some time. He just doesn't
1: sound right.
0: She's talked to
1: him. He he doesn't sound right. And she can't Mm -hmm. do a car trip right now in her condition with her belly ever changing.
0: Right. She doesn't really trust her brother or sister-in-law. And Don says, great, more antiques. Which mm. is a funny line. Mm hmm. And, uh, cause he's old. He is old. Did you get it? I got it. It's because the he's dad an old is old. old. Yeah. Decrepit. Don doesn't like being around old people. No. Cause he's young. That's why he left his parents. <laughs> like, I don't want your parents. <laughs> That's not canon. Um, <laughs> and then Betty says she's really kicking. So, oh yeah, her, her she's really kicking. This, this yeah. little girl inside Betty's belly is kicking. Mm hmm. Then we're in Roger's office, and Margaret and Mona come in. Ooh,
1: Mona. Right?
0: Woo! Woo! She looks like she's in
1: mourning, I was just about to say that! Right? I just was about to say she is fully in mourning in her black (laughs) cocktail dress and black hat. But she can get it. She looks fantastic. She looks damn good. She looks... She's like, oh, you want to... Cast me aside uh-huh. for a little twenty year old. Uh-huh. She can't rock this dress like uh-huh. I can. No, she cannot. No, she can. She does not, not
0: have the Jane does not have the curves at one Woo. has. Woo. No, ma'am. Woo. Alright, anyway. She also looks at the butt of a statue for some reason. Yeah. It's just Oh, I know what reason that is. Because that's the ruins of like oh. the Coliseum or something. Oh. Their love is in ruins. Oh. That's why. Look at
1: you just on the fly interpreting, analysis I'm so good at this now.
0: Man. This is like when I used to watch Monk with my mom, and after a few seasons, I could always tell. <laughs> I could always tell what it was. I was like, you saw that? <laughs> That's going to come back. I bet I know why. Uh, and Brooks, the Fiance. betrothed. Mm-hmm. Indeed, mm-hmm. Uh, is embarrassed about Jane like, oh okay, yeah he doesn't
1: he's gonna be late because he's yeah.
0: embarrassed he doesn't want to deal with this situation yeah. so it's like Mona and Margaret and Roger are gonna talk about Jane and then they need yes. to be done with it by the time Brooks comes yes. in because he just doesn't want a part of it right which that whole like in-laws dealing with each other comes up in a couple different places here so Margaret is like just pleading with her father to just like you know what I want do I have to say it mm-hmm I didn't want to go to her wedding, but I did. The least she can do is not come to mine. Which is
1: how we learn that they're married already. Exactly. And that's un- how we learn that Joan is married is when he calls her Mrs. Harris.
0: Indeed. Yeah, because we had kind of, we were like, well,
1: she, she said, said it was going to be Christmas, right.
0: but there was not actually confirmation, but now we know for sure. Right. So that's, um, you know, that's Matthew Weiner. Oh, Matthew. He likes to little to keep things from us so oh, that we're always Maddie. doubting ourselves. Come on. Let me
1: see a big, beautiful
0: wedding with these people. How I rude. Know. Yeah. That's two, like, really fancy weddings yeah. with beautiful, uh, well, one beautiful bride, one beautiful groom yeah. between them. Yeah. And we didn't, both Roger and Joan's weddings were off camera. All yeah. right. and And she does say, uh, Margaret says that she's young enough to be my sister. Mm-hmm. How does it look? And then Brooks finally comes in. Asks how Roger is, and he says, not great book, Brooks, not great. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they choose a wedding invitation. Mm-hmm. And what day is the wedding? Oh, God, November 23rd of 1963. Yeah. Interesting. Is it? Nope. All oh, right. God. What's, so
1: what's November 23rd? 19- it's not
0: important. Okay. D- don't do it. Don't do
1: it. <sighs> don't do it. What is it?
0: Do you want me to
1: tell you? Is it the day Kennedy gets shot? No, it's, it's the day it Kennedy is? gets
0: shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought that was in the summer.
1: Mm. No, just because was in Dallas. That's why it was yeah, warm. Hot. Okay. Yeah. So I know it was hot, but okay, November yeah. 20th. Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: It's a... Okay. And I mean, Hachi they like... Wachi. I'm okay with you knowing that, because the way that they just focused well, on Well, they that focused date, on hardcore, and yeah. like, I'm like, why? Okay. And he's like, November 23rd. They and, want
1: us to know yeah. the date, okay. So, now we know. Ashley doesn't know history.
0: <laughs> you guessed
1: it. All right. I, it was my first guess. Yeah, that's... I think that
0: is... Okay. All I, right. I think it's safe for your knee-jerk to reaction to be, no, I don't know what happened on a specific date. <laughs> 50, (laughs) 60 years ago. (laughs) Like, that's okay. Okay. It doesn't mean you're dumb.
1: Okay. Thank you. And I thought it was hot. Yeah. Because it was Dallas. Yeah. So I thought summer. That's reasonable. If somebody asked me, What season was Kennedy shot? I'd be like, summer, motherfucker. It was hot. (laughs) And they'd be like, okay. I mean. They wouldn't. They'd say. Now I'm, like, Everyone knows it's November 23rd, 1963. Every. Do they? Should we Google it? Should we just
0: double check these? I mean, it couldn't hurt. Okay. I'm just going to type November 23rd, 1963 and see what the internet tells me. I'm doing Kennedy assassination. It's November 22nd, 1963. Oh, shit. I kind of had. I see. It's all good. It's all good. So it's right in the thick of things. Okay, I. It's the day after, regardless. All right. So, I wrote that Don. We see him and his his ashtray is on top of his like paperwork, and he lifts the paperwork and it knocks the ashtray over. And it felt kind of slapsticky, like you figure to actually accomplish that, he probably had to practice it a couple Mm. times. And he's like trying to clean up the ashes. I don't. I didn't even notice that. Look at you noticing these little things. You think that was more ruins, cigarette butts? Yes, I do. Probably. I I'm just be. gonna. You can tell me everything that's from Bye Bye Birdie. I'm gonna Perfect. call everything ruins. <laughs> well, okay. Now listen, I missed one already. What is it? Tell me.
1: So much of Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Takes place on November twenty third. <laughs> Nineteen fifty three. Oh my god. That's when Birdie comes to town. Wow. That's yeah. such a significant... That's why, that's was why I was like, stuck in our head. November 23rd, 1963, that means nothing. <laughs> November 23rd, 1953 yeah. is the day Conrad Birdie comes to town and Kim meets yeah. him for the first time. That is an important day. And Hugo is like, what the fuck, Kim? We're going steady. Why you got goo-goo eyes wow. over this Conway Twitty wannabe? You're
0: just throwing Hugo over exactly. your shoulder. Is that what
1: you do with someone? Yeah. And yeah. November 24th, 1953? That's when the murder happens.
0: <gasps>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this is exciting. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to keep my eyes t- on the yeah. prize with these birdie
0: references. I yeah. missed that one. Yeah. Thank please... you for re-centering me. I'm I'm grateful that we got back to where we needed to be. Yeah. So, after Don knocks over the ashtray, Lane comes in, and I just wrote that they lie to each other about their wives getting along. They sure do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're just... Your uh, wife is
1: charming.
0: They really hit it off. <laughs> and he tells... It lifted
1: Rebecca's spirit.
0: <laughs> right? No, it didn't. Yes, but they didn't say, we, sh- we should do it again sometime. <laughs> they left that part out. Yeah. So Don is... He tells Don that he needs to go to lunch with the Madison Madison Square Garden guy. Now, let me tell you, I just kept writing MSG in here. Yeah.
1: And I keep looking at it, and I'm confused, thinking it's about Chinese food.
0: Yeah, I have to, like think through okay. what those words stand for. Every, it's fucking PPP P-P for. all over again. So okay. We should just call it PPP. Again. It,
1: from now on, from yeah. the henceforth, it is yeah. PPP.
0: And uh, and it's that, like, Don's like, uh, is Roger going to be there? Because mm. he doesn't set up meetings. He just he attends just them. And Lane warns him, like, you know, you're going to have to apologize for Paul because they <laughs> hey, fucked it up. He
1: says, you know, Pete and Paul really rubbed them the wrong way.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, they sure did. <laughs> I'm amazed that they even stayed. I guess Paul is like low enough on the totem pole that the the potential clients didn't like if if Don did that it right. would, they would leave, but for some reason they didn't leave, and that part seems right confusing all right, so we're back at the Draper's house. I wrote a thousand children parade in, and there goes
1: Polly and Polly Running through them. the frame yeah. first sighting this season. now listen, yeah. Polly has met up mm-hmm. with, what was his name? Chauncey. Yes. So okay. she went running through that frame real quick because she yeah. had to get out back. Yes. Because there was a meeting oh. happening. Oh. So. Mm. I'm just, you know, he doesn't, Matthew Weiner doesn't put it all in there. Just nope. like the weddings. We didn't see the weddings.
0: Okay. This meeting of the dogs is happening. I have a very exciting theory. Okay. To posit. I'm ready. That Matthew Weiner did not put all in there. So we see, I wrote A Thousand Children. It was four. So it looks like William and Judy have four kids. So last episode, uh, Don has William's name on his luggage. Right. And he says that he went to Puerto Rico and -hmm. borrowed his luggage. Mm -hmm. My dad pointed out to me that in the season finale, which was just one episode before, Right. Francine, perpetually pregnant Patty, tells Betty she could go to Puerto Rico for an abortion. Ah. So my dad pointed out, like, why would they mention Puerto Rico twice in a row? Oh. His brother went on this mysterious trip to Puerto Rico. They have four fucking kids. Mm. Are they just at their wit's end? Yes. Like, isn't that, like, an interesting theory? That's a great theory. i want to roll with it. That's canon. I think that's canon now. Yeah. Definitely.
1: What's her name? What's
0: the wife's name? Judy.
1: Judy. Judy Hofstadt. Perpetually not pregnant, Judy. (gasps) Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) PNPJ.
0: That just rolls off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, I, he told me that after last episode, and I was, like, so grateful that this was a good... Place to bring that up. I love I think it. That's an interesting theory. I'm t- I'm rolling with it. That's yeah. canon. Yeah. So Jean uh, has a bag of sandwiches, even though Betty had lunch made up, and he had gotten one for Gloria. And William the son yells at him. Great. We'll mail it to her. <laughs> She's in Boca Raton. She's not coming back. She's not coming back. And he's he's real crabby. And just like before, he's like he's he understands. Mm-hmm. He's just you know. He's playing to, it up. Yeah, he refuses to face the truth. Right, and so they're still like not really taking his dementia seriously. Mm-hmm. They just assume he's being dumb and.
1: And Judy hands him his medicine with a yeah. sandwich.
0: Yeah, she pops
1: him some pills.
0: It's Comedin, I think it was, which I, I think is a. Is that a blood thinner? No I idea. Believe. Okay, great. So I'm gonna say yes. That that tracks for a stroke. Yeah, I think it, I. There's warfarin and Comedin. Okay. And Zorelto, which okay. wasn't around back then. Well butrin is the thing. That's for like that's anxiety and mood and stuff. But it's also
1: It ends in an in. Yeah, but I think it's also high blood pressure medicine. Oh, maybe maybe.
0: I don't, I don't know. Who could I say I don't take medicine. Of, I mean, dear listener, this is not a medical advice podcast unless we tell you that it is. <laughs> Sometimes it is a medical advice podcast, currently right. it's not. Right. Please go see a doctor about your blood. Here. So then we are back in the office, and Peggy walks past Joan, who is charming the pants off of this group of men. All those pants are just charmed right off, and there she is. Mm-hmm. In a blue dress. In a gorgeous blue dress. Gorgeous, gorgeous blue dress.
1: God damn it, Joan. God damn it, Joan. I got my Joan moans. It's the Joan Teen moan time. Oh <gasps> big
0: Joan moan ep. It is a huge Joan. I can't. Yeah stand it. I, it hurts my feelings. It's like one of the just golden things about this television program is that Joan is just in it. Right. We just get to she see her. She just exists. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. All right. I, we can carry on. I just. All right. Ugh. So she she's telling she's talking to them and she says some kind of punchline. Where like you know it was so crowded I felt like I was on the subway. They mm. all laugh, <laughs> and and the one of the guys is like I never seen anyone like you riding the subway. And she's like my husband won't let me. It's a figure of speech. And Peggy's just watching. She's watching hard. It's like how, how, how like, do you what? do this, Joan? Like you're a girl like me. Mm-hmm. I technically have the same parts as you. Yeah. Why can't I make my mouth and face make their mouths and faces do what they're doing? Exactly. Which. Mm-hmm. Here's a Bye Bye Birdie connection Let's hear it
1: Because in Bye Bye Birdie yeah. Hugo
0: uh-huh.
1: says th- Thinks and says the same things about Birdie Is that right? He's like what the fuck man I got all the parts that you do
0: There we go How
1: come Kim looks at you like this but doesn't look at me like that <laughs> And then you know what
0: happens? What happens? Murder <gasps>
1: another murder another murder you didn't know this about it you know you saw that little bit and it seemed so cheerful and happy and playful and light yeah it's dark as fuck there's a song that that, that's about what's the matter with kids these days yeah kids i don't know what's wrong with these kids today do you know what that's about tell me how kids go around fucking murder each (laughs) other and the dad is like i just don't i made it through my teenage years without
0: blood on my hands yeah how come my kids can't do that? This new generation—is it the rock and roll that Conway Birdie is bringing? It could very well be. Oh my God! So there you go, it's another simple. connection. Thank you, God. You're welcome. Bless it. This is this is good. Yeah. I your your musical theater background is girl. Really I got you. You enhancing. want musical theater
1: knowledge? <laughs> I'm here. We're good I'm to here go. Here for
0: it. And I just had to note that Joan walks away, and like the men, comically, oh, they do yeah. like. What is it, Annie, are you okay? Smooth criminal leans to see her butt go around the corner. Now listen, I did the same thing. Yeah. Who's, so did Peggy. Yeah. You know, for academic purposes. Exactly. That's how, that's why I was watching. (laughs) It's because it's part of the show. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) So then we cut to a restaurant. Don is waiting and Roger comes and sits down and says that he got all tied up. And Don's like, what else do you have to do today? What else do you have to do all week? And I thought this was like another Don was like funny. Yeah, he his whole demeanor in this entire episode is just a little bit lighter than I think it's been. He's a little silly. He's like got a little bit of silliness happening. Yeah, he doesn't. You know what? He doesn't cause any problems. No, he just kind of floats along. The storylines aren't about him really. And he he does what he tells Peggy. She is. He's a problem solver. Yeah. Yeah. He solves Madison Square Gardens, he solves this, that, yeah. anyway. Um, and Sterling he,
1: orders a Gibson. He does. You know who taught me about Gibson? You. You. Oh. I was like, I know what that is, because yeah. Kate taught
0: me. And he orders it up, which is a description that I regularly look up and immediately forget. <laughs> There's, it's. It means... I don't need anyone to tell me, like, I know you're... I You tell, tell me what you're going to say.
1: Ordering a Gibson yeah. up yeah. is when the waiter uh-huh. brings it over <laughs> your face <Yeah>. right now. <laughs>
0: just let me go. <laughs> Can't wait. The It's not as
1: fun. To, okay. He no, hey. What, bring what, it on. What's his, it up? Okay. What's it when it's up? It's just the waiter brings it on his head. <laughs> That's all. <lot. laughs> it was not going to be as good as your face wanted it to be. <laughs> I, no. I It was great. It's, it's like it's just got to be closer to God, so it comes up, <laughs> and, the, and the waiter balances it on, on his head.
0: I like the religious <laughs> element brought into it. I like deities involved in my cocktail bars. I know you do. So Roger is complaining about his family and how they're tearing him apart. They might be ruining oh, him. Oh, Shit. And he's, but he's saying, "I made my bed; I should lie in it." And I like, "Your words, not yep. mine." Yep. And and he's still complaining about his mother, her mother, uh, Mona's putting poison in Margaret's ears. There's a land grab going on, and all of a sudden, I could give two craps about that wedding. All I want to do is win. So even his love for his daughter mm. ruins ruined. So Edgar, the head MSG guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he like p p. He's very resistant He doesn't want to sit down at first But Don's no. like Come on Don See? convinces him Real yeah. quick Oh yeah
1: He says Eat our sweet meats And drink our wine That's what Roger <laughs> yeah. says Please Eat our sweet meats And drink our wine Which
0: sounds very much What like a Roman emperor Would it say It sounds
1: like something That somebody who would say Oh Sad meeting Would say <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the weirdest hill For you to die on <laughs> Speaking of, Roger says, I hear one of our copywriters made a Yelena Walenda sized misstep. Mm hmm. Did you look up Yetta Walenda? Well, I didn't need to because he explains to yes.
1: us exactly who that is.
0: So, what does he in the say next exactly? Line. He
1: says, everybody just kind of stares at him. Yeah. And he says, oh, she's a tightrope walker and was going across Fifth Avenue and fell off and splattered on the, yeah. you know, the pavement. Yeah.
0: And and she, he said it was that last week. Mm hmm. So, I have a obituary for Yetta Walenda Ooh. from April 19th, 1963. <gasps> so it is spring. It's pretty remarkable. Yes, yes. Well, it ends on May Day. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. So this That's is right. all this whole thing happens late April. Yetta Walenda, a veteran circus aerialist, fell 45 feet to her death last night in a performance billed as Skirting on the Borderline of Eternity. Miss Walenda, whose husband said she once performed with the famed Tragedy Tragedy-stricken Walenda Circus Troupe, fell from from a fiberglass pole to a concrete floor. She performed without a net. The 6,000 persons in the Omaha City Auditorium watched breathlessly as Miss Walenda, 42, billed as Miss Rietta, began a headstand atop a swaying pole. But they gasped when she fell backwards as she adjusted a foot strap, then burst into screams as her scantily clad body plunged downward. Holy shit. Her body struck a guide rope about 15 feet from the floor, (gasps) then spun so that she hit the floor face down. <gasps> I don't think they put so much detail in obituaries anymore. Uh, no, A clown act, which followed in the Shrine Circus performance, came on as scheduled. Oh my lord. But most of the eyes in the audience, many of whom were schoolchildren, oh. followed an ambulance crew as they put the broken performer on a stretcher. <gasps> she was dead on arrival at the hospital.
1: Oh my god. That's, That's horrific.
0: Oh man. Oof. This is a different... Uh, paper's uh, obituary and it has another quote where it says fellow performers said Miss Rietta was extremely nervous in the past few days. She was just plain worried said Barbara Woodcock who has a trained animal act. I think it got a little worse each day the 4,666 spectators, inauspicious number at the Shrine Circus were stunned into silence as a spotlight followed her fall and oh. then, just for a few seconds, oh lighted her crumpled body oh. as it lay face down. Oh. Suddenly aware of the tragedy, the crowd began to scream.
1: Oh my God. What? D- uh,
0: about, until about 12 years ago, Miss Rietta had been a member of the Willenda troupe. 16 months ago, two members of that troop were killed and a third was crippled when a high wire snapped during their act in Detroit. Oh. The crippled survivor of that act Marie Melinda uh, has been living in Sarasota, Florida. Good and, lord. Yeah. Don't become a tightrope walker. Their parents both owned circuses in Europe. I mean, she was born into it. Damn. That I I just like that is so much. That just, is That's That's a lot. That is such a visual description. Ooh. Can you imagine being in that circus? No, no. God, that's nay, terrifying. Nay. All right. So then <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We got a deadline. <laughs> so the guy is complaining about the protesters and whatnot, and Don says, "Can they stop it?" Oh." And he's like, yeah." Me, me, me. but they can't stop it, can they? Your concern over public opinion shows a guilty conscience, And what good is that serving you of what is, if what is to be done is already underway? That's right. You can just feel Don. He's right. just like, oh. he's just making it happen here. And that's such a. It's like, yeah, who cares? Right. You don't need their approval. Right. It's not You're not getting elected. This isn't an election. No. They're they're not gonna stop you. Yeah. You,
1: why do you care? You're gonna do it anyway.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And then, Roger, who's the good, just like, you know, facilitator, orders some salads. Mm-hmm. Really classy, like he orders two a wedge. He orders Blue two cheese. wedges yeah. for three men. What the hell is what? Why did? They're are gonna, they going to share? It. They're going to share. They're big salads. Are they, they going to like cut off a third from each of them, and so then one person can have like two thirds? Of... Yeah. This is what worries me. <laughs> so Don gets the guy to agree to him, and then he and then he has one of his classic Don Donalogues. I
1: literally just wrote Don monologue. In, in my notes. Just can like, we call
0: it a Donalogue? Donalogue. That's, from now on, it's called a Donalogue. Not Donalogue, who no, no, is no, no, like no. an actor. No, no, no. A donologue extraction. Donologue. Good. And let's say also say that change is neither good or bad. It simply, simply is. simply is. You can be greeted with terror or throw a tantrum. Wait. <sighs> you... Be, the fuck am I supposed to... <laughs> you can be greeted with terror and, and throw a tantrum that says, I want it the way it was, or dance... Uh, this is, look, what the fuck did you say? Did you write it down? No, I just wrote Don Monologue. I All didn't right. bother writing it down. And you can throw a tantrum or you can dance. PR people understand this, but can never execute it. If you don't like what being what is being said, change the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that change the conversation mm-hmm. just kind of comes up for, like, the rest of the series. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that is just a very big line. That's a big Don line. Okay. And it's such a he's like, yeah, pivot. Mm-hmm. And then he starts praising California like he does. He's like, I was in California. Let me tell and you. The people are happy. They're beautiful. They're tan. beautiful. They're tan, they're full of hope. They they do drugs and steal rich people's houses. That's great. I I send them money and then they teach piano lessons. <laughs> New York City is in decay, but Madison Square Garden is the beginning of a new city on a hill. And at that point, Edgar picks up the menu, and then you're like, mm-hmm. he's sticking around. Yeah. But then he doesn't want that communist on his account. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no radical.
1: Right. Don says he'll handle it personally. Indeed. No. he did it. He did. He did a dialogue, and it
0: worked. He's he just like, mmm, mm, mm, all these fools. None of them can figure it out. pfft. <laughs> Put me in the room. I don't set the meeting, but put me in that meeting. Mm. I could have saved Campbell's soup, UK. He could have GB, whatever it was. <laughs> then we're back in the Drapers' household. Judy brings uh, Papa Jean into the living room to watch television with
1: all the children.
0: So many children. So many children. And William is. Telling Betty when he found when I found out Gloria was gone, I was hoping he ate her because <laughs> Gene just eats so much. And he said, He's like, Oh, well, I guess, uh, I guess we'll just sell our house to afford putting him into a home. Mm-hmm. And he and Judy just like stare at Betty. Mm hmm. They're just like, What do you think about that? Yeah. You're gonna just let us do this? Yeah. Just gonna do this? Yeah, they're but, saying that the
1: only option is to put Jean in an old folks' home. Yeah. And the only way to afford it yeah. is
0: to sell their house. Mm-hmm.
1: But then where are they going to live? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. In Jean's house.
0: In Jean's house. And, and that's what Betty, Betty is like, he just wants the house. Mm-hmm. And old folks' homes are for people who don't have families. Hmm. hmm. And you know what? Jean's got a family. So... We uh then see a dark room. It's the living room from an angle that I don't know that we've seen it before and I was kind of confused. It's gorgeous. Yeah. The purple like wallpaper on that back wall. Yeah. Is so beautiful. Nice. Justin and I
1: both commented on it. We're like, damn, I really like that color.
0: But wasn't it like really, really dark? It was pretty dark, yeah. So you could see it. All right, I'll have I was just trying to figure out where they were or where Dom yeah was.
1: no they're in their formal living room
0: and the he turns off the tv that's just snow because mm-hmm. i believe at that point in television history at a certain time yes they just went to snow i mean that is, was the little thing when i was a kid
1: is that right mm-hmm. certain How channels of, are you i didn't want to tell you this <laughs> kate 97 years old oh my god you don't look it thanks like at all i
0: really appreciate that i mean what moisturizer do you use vaseline oh my goodness i've
1: actually heard that that's a thing is that right yeah That if you want to mm-hmm. keep your face looking tight looking right yeah vaseline
0: what about the thousands of pimples i would have
1: and wash your face in between the vaseline but i don't A thin layer, a thin layer of Vaseline. Yeah. Listen, you see the old ladies with no wrinkles? Yeah. They're gonna tell you Vaseline.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I'll take my chances. Okay. (laughs) Don walks over, and Jean is in like a maybe like an attic room, some kind of yeah, some guest room. Yeah, with a little cot. And says, thanks for the ritzy accommodations. Mm-hmm. And Don says, you're an army man, Gene. Drop your socks and grab something. Hey, Being silly again. Hey, And Gene thinks that's
1: hilarious.
0: He's giggling. He makes Gene laugh. He loves it. It's a little like, hey, we're both military men. Mm-hmm. We can say funny things to each other. And then he walks into the bedroom, drinking a drink. And Betty immediately yells at him for not taking his coat off. And brings up the old folks home thing again. She says his coat is covered in soot. Yeah. What the... Why would his coat be covered in soot? That doesn't make
1: any kind of sense. Right. He doesn't take a a cold train. (laughs) What are you talking about, Betty? Get your dumbass, square, baby-ass, headed, pregnant, fucking dumbass belly out of (laughs) here. I
0: don't like her. (laughs) Gosh. Wow. I don't
1: like her not pregnant. Yeah.
0: I don't like her pregnant. We are taking a stand half of mad women firmly anti betty i can't i she's very obnoxious listen she episode.
1: earned a strumpet trumpet yeah one time yeah it's gone
0: she's gonna have to crawl back if she you wants gotta it. crawl yeah. back that's possible lady mm-hmm. it's not like you're we're, she's not blacklisted from the strumpet no trumpet. she's not
1: no but this behavior
0: yeah all right i get it though <laughs> yeah you get it. i get it you but i don't it, like, like it. 20 seconds ago and now you're i know that's fine you know what But I don't like it. You're entitled to change your opinion just moment to moment. Because I'm a woman. Indeed. It's my prerogative. I'm a motherfucking woman, baby, that's right. You know what I like about this podcast? That you
1: always just randomly start singing Mm -hmm. That
0: happens a lot. It does.
1: A lot. And I love it it. it. every time.
0: It's something my parents did. Oh. It's something I do. (laughs) And I find that people... Often there are many people I get along with who also do that, Aww. and it's just an la- you don't do that. I do sometimes. I don't do it as often as you do. Yeah, I do it a lot. You do it a lot. I love it. Yeah, well,
1: you know, I do it to my kids. Beautiful. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, I do. I, I do it a lot to my kids because we're real cute. <laughs> yeah, and I bet you I are. Love my kids. You like your children. Yeah. You like our sweet with them. Yeah. So, Don immediately is like, it's the next logical step to put them in a home. Yeah. And they're talking, and you just start hearing giggling and jumping on the bed. And Don just opens the door and yells, cut it out. It's and then they stop. It, it closes it. It's great. It's so cute. Betty, uh, she's just whining. Betty and William, it's like how Bert and Alice were mm-hmm. brother and sister and were equally sharp and cool. Betty and William are equally obnoxious and yes. whiny.
1: That's a great analogy. Yeah. That's great. hmm Yeah. Bert and Alice. Mm-hmm. Awesome! Yeah, Betty and William,
0: little bitches. Yeah. So there you go, and that's you know they grew up in the same household. They're the same yeah. kind of little bitch. And yeah. William and Judy are sleeping in bunk beds. Yeah, which is <laughs> so funny and silly.
1: For whatever reason, mm-hmm. did you ever see Step Brothers? Yes. So do you remember the scene in Step Brothers where they like turn the beds into bunk beds? Yeah. And then I think it's John C. Riley jumps up onto the top one <laughs> yeah. and it just crashes down on him. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was just <laughs> ready for oh, yeah. William's top bunk to just yeah. smash
0: down on Judy. That would uh, have been exciting. Is that what happens in Bye Bye Birdie?
1: I'm glad you asked. Yeah? Because yes.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: I, I brought this up because uh-huh. there is a Bye Bye Birdie connection. Yes, tell me about it. So in Bye Bye Birdie, uh-huh. Kim mm-hmm. has bunk beds with her little sister, yes, Jenny. yes, And... Kim is on the top bunk. Uh-huh. She's supposed to be on the bottom bunk. Yeah. Because, you know, the older sibling gets to choose and she yes. chose the bottom. But for whatever reason, that right. night, uh-huh. who knows? <laughs> question mark. Mm. Kim was like, you is know what, later. Jenny? I want the top bunk.
0: Uh-huh. So she climbs
1: up onto the top bunk. Yeah. And then you hear creak,
0: <gasps> creak, slam. Now, listener, that was Ashley's Foley work. It was not an actual creaking door. Or a, a creaking bed, bunk Thank bed. Thank you. Cracking. Thank you. I
1: know yeah. some people would be like, oh my God, how did they find yeah. the actual sound of a creaking <laughs> bunk bed? Yeah. It was my Foley. Thank you. Yes. Excellent. And it happens in the dark because it's it's stage, uh-huh. right?
0: So yes. it happens
1: in the dark mm-hmm. and they have Foley. Yes. On was stage. Was that one of the things that you did? Yeah. <laughs> that was
0: part uh, of your ensemble as, as duties? Right. As part, <laughs> I was part
1: Mayor's Daughter and part Foley. <laughs> So the bed comes crashing down, slam. Yeah. And the lights come back on, uh-huh. and you just see Kim saunter away, and Jenny's arm <laughs> dangling <laughs> between the two beds, murder. and the audience is left to believe
0: a murder or manslaughter. I mean, or, that could or be, just a freak accident, right? I mean, yeah. For, I don't know that you for could. For the uh, audience to decide manslaughter, someone with a bunk bed. I'll have to talk to a criminal law professor okay, about look that. Look into it for me. During summer break, they'll do it.
1: I mean, that is the Bye Bye Birdie connection.
0: Oh man! Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome for another stellar connection.
1: <laughs> and then people come out and sing about it.
0: <laughs> bye Bye Jenny, <laughs> you're flatter than I recall. Yes, exactly. So William You'll is. die, Jenny. <laughs> 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 yeah. William is complaining that Betty is just for conveniently forgetting about how much she and her father used to fight. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, that she's got just a rose-colored glasses on her, you know, memory of her father. And Judy suggests, why don't we move in with him, and I'll take care of him. And William says, I'm a 30-year-old man. I don't need somebody to tell me I have the wrong tie on.
1: So it's bad enough to work for
0: him. Right,
1: so he works for him.
0: Yeah, and but
1: he also he he talks about Don in this moment, and he says mm-hmm. Don had nobody at their wedding.
0: Yeah, nobody at all. He actually cares about family. William does, right? Which is you know what Jean was yelling right when we saw him. Can't trust people with no people. Yeah. I'll also back when they were talking directly to Betty, William said that the only people who really had a say were William and Betty. That Judy didn't have a say and Don didn't have a say. Mm-hmm. So Judy wants them to move in yeah. with the father. Right. And so at first I had this theory that William and Judy, and maybe that's true, were trying to show Don and Betty just how awful it was <laughs> to live mm. the life that they were living. Right. But now the the more I see it, the more it's like, I think William is just looking for this house. Yes. Like he's trying to make it And he keeps telling Betty, these are the only options. Right. This one that you don't like at all, or essentially we get the house or something like that. So then we're away from that whole family, and we see Peggy. She's hanging her delicates in the kitchen on a drying rack. Mm -hmm. And then she's standing in a nightdress in front of the mirror, brushing out her hair. Yeah. And then she decides to try on Anne-Margaret. What's it like to be that girl? Right. And she 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 bats her eyes and she smiles and she flings her hair, and she's moving her head nightdress around, and she's singing. She's singing
1: Bye Bye Birdie. She's singing it great. But now let me tell you. Okay. This is not a connection to
0: Bye Bye Birdie. It's not? No. This is completely unrelated.
1: Completely unrelated. This has no wow. connection to that musical whatsoever. All right. Thank you for Just, letting us know. Right. I mean, yeah. I could see how the layperson could yeah. think, oh, well, this must yeah. be connected. It's not at all. I definitely it's thought it was. Thing to do. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, after this completely random event yes Betty Peggy (laughs) uh, she just kind of like shuts down stares at herself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and then goes back to brushing her hair Mm -hmm. what did you think of that
1: that's not her it's not her yeah she's trying to like I mean Ken even said Mm -hmm. men want her and women want to be her yeah and she's like I guess I'm supposed to want to be her
0: yeah so
1: let me see what it's like to be
0: her yeah and it's not her it doesn't feel right. No, and she's trying it on because you know people are people are fascinated by Anne Margaret. They're fascinated by Joan. Yeah, what do they have yeah. that I ain't got? Then we see Harry, Paul, and Peter. Peter, Paul, and Harry. <gasps> oh!
1: <laughs> they did that on purpose. They had
0: to have done they that on purpose. Had to have done that on purpose. That's adorable. Peter, Paul, and Harry. Peter, Paul, and Harry are in Don's office uh meeting with him and just talking about you know they they got the madison square garden account yep. this is where don's like you're still actually gonna work on it just keep a low profile kinsey and then lane comes in and harry asks do you come to treat us to a little new business lunch and lane just completely ignores it yeah and uh kicks everybody out and tells him don that there's a problem with Madison Square Garden, that London says there's a conflict. Yes. And Don says, did you tell them it's a stadium in the middle of New York City? (laughs) It's one of a kind. Mm -hmm. How could there be a conflict Mm -hmm. with another stadium in the middle of New York City? Right. And essentially, uh, Lane's like, there's too much manpower being dedicated to this. And it's just like a project. It's not really going to go anywhere for a while. Because it's not a product. Yes. Yes. It's not something that they can actually
1: sell. It's gonna yeah. take two years at least before this place mm-hmm. even opens and yeah. they just don't have the
0: manpower right to dedicate to this. They're only gonna make what two hundred thousand dollars in some amount of time yeah but then Don's like, well, what about all of these other things the world's fair hotels, concerts, sports it could be in 30 years of business. And then he's really mad because Lane had told him to go after this account and right. like had made him go out with Roger to make sure that they got it right. And asks, why the hell did you buy us in the first place? And Lane says, I don't know. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because this whole thing, like, this is the first time that there's, like, any real uh, tension between the Pat putnam Powell, and lowe and Scrooge Sterling Cooper. Well, it's the second episode in. I'm just saying, it has been rosy up to this point. Okay. And there were the negotiations from yes. the last season. Yes, where at the very end, and and toward the end when we saw like, no, they're happy with this mm-hmm. with this deal, and then, you know, everything seemed there's growing pains, mm-hmm. but like everyone just still seemed on the same page. But mm-hmm. now it's like okay, Lane is this representative of the London office. So who's the president?
1: Is it Lane? I don't know. What's that... Lane's role? Is he above? Uh huh. Cooper Sterling. I mean, clearly he's above don I, well, I i don't know that he has that
0: much power other than he is like the voice the liaison of, which which, yeah. which would like it would both make him above like the things that he decrees are do bind all the sterling cooper people but he is just doing what headquarters tells him to do right. so he's kind of like the whipping boy
1: <laughs> right. he's the
0: messenger With, you know, some authority, it seems like. Right. That's, I don't know. I don't know that the president, anyone has that title or not. Okay. I don't know. All right. I haven't read the bylaws. Okay. Or the mission statement or the vision statement (laughs) or the values of Sterling Cooper. Don just kicks him out and then, like, says kind of loudly to his secretary, tell Mr. Campbell Madison Square Garden's dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And Peggy wants to talk to him. Yeah. And her she, outfit is looking cute. Tell us about her outfit.
1: Well, she's got this if I'm if it's the same one I'm remembering, it's uh-huh. this dark blue, almost yeah. navy. Okay. Little vest dress thing. Vest dress. Yeah. Vest dress. With a very pale pink. Yes, this might come later. I don't okay. Well, at any point she wears this at some point. We like with this a outfit. Pale pink uh-huh. blouse underneath with a big um lapels. Mm. That's real cute. You're doing good, Peggy. You're crushing it. And there's more blue. It's blue. More blue.
0: (laughs) So she cannot wait. She's got the storyboards for Patio, which doesn't sound like it can't wait, frankly. And Tons hates the name Patio and says, yes, everyone wants a drink that sounds like a floor. (laughs) But he hasn't seen Bye Bye Birdie. And so then we cut to him watching Bye Bye Birdie with Peggy in the office. And Peggy this whole scene, this is Peggy like trying to get Don to like agree with her mm-hmm. that this is a bad idea. Right. And so she's like saying how the boys are very exciting at finding excited at finding this girl. Don't you find her voice shrill? And Don says that it makes her heart hurt. Like it's just pure mm-hmm. and lovely. And Peggy is like, doesn't it doesn't matter that it only appeals to men. Like she's mm-hmm. just really it's like she's got this insecurity about herself. Because she's not this Anne margaret person who appeals to men. Right. And she's trying to, like, push it off as a bad advertising campaign. Right. And she... <laughs> I wrote that she's trying to Inception Don into hating the idea. And her idea is like, well, well, shouldn't we say that it's better than coffee or dexedrine? Or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, dexedrine, which s- yeah. Okay. And then Don says it's not about making women feel fat. They want to just think, look how happy I am that I drank... <sighs> patio <laughs> he doesn't like saying the name of that drink <laughs> yeah so and Don repeats like men want her and women want to be her you right. know that's true right. and she's like what if it's not but it is true right I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable he right? says yeah. and then Peggy takes another attack and is like well it's phony if we were making a movie or a play like it wouldn't we'd be embarrassed to right. show this it's not artful and he's like you're not an artist you, Peggy you solve problems Leave some tools in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. So she's just, like, fighting. She's got all these ideas and stuff, and she's just like, just do it. Back off. Yeah. Which is not something that we hear Don say a lot, discouraging creativity. Don's not having it.
1: Well, because I think he's sullied from yeah. this Madison Square guard. I mean, he literally said, this isn't a good time. Yeah. Can it wait? And she said, yeah. No. That's true. And so he's not in a hopeful place because here he just put yeah. in all this work trying yeah. to be creative uh-huh. for MSG, for China food. Yeah. And was like, it was all for naught. That's a there really no good point. point there was no point to it. There's no reason. hmm So, screw it, Peggy. Yeah. You don't
0: have to be an artist. You're not an artist. Yeah. Solve some problems. Quit wasting your life on this yeah. because, you know, no one's going to really care. Yeah. Anyway. And then we see... Peggy's in the elevator, and Roger, you know, says, hold it, please, cut it out, kids, (laughs) hold the elevator, gets in. I wrote that Peggy has on a possibly teal coat. It's, I wrote, her coat is so cute. It's very cute. It's got these, like, embroidered flowers. On the lapels, yeah. It's really pretty. And Roger's has this great conversation? This is one of those great times when the the storylines merge beautifully. Mm. Because Roger says, let me ask you something. You're a young girl. Mm -hmm. Peggy asks, excuse me? (laughs) And Roger says, you're the only one around here without that stupid look on your face. What would your father have to do to not want him at your wedding? And she says, my father passed away. He says, there you go. You'd do anything. (laughs) And Peggy just looks at him. And it's so great. Because he's... He sees Peggy. He's like, he tells her what she's been thinking this whole time. Uh You don't look like the other girls. Yeah. What's, why is that? What's the deal here? Right. You don't have all of these fantasies. You don't have a dumb Anne margaret look on your face. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's why people are scared of you, because Mm -hmm. they don't think you're trying to fight, uh, sleep with them. Right. And then I wrote, Peggy on the street, street, street. Because we see Peggy, like, walking around the streets of New York yeah, City at night. Yeah, she gets
1: off the subway. Uh-huh. She's sauntering through Brooklyn. I'm assuming she's in Brooklyn.
0: Probably. Isn't that
1: where she lives?
0: Does she live in Brooklyn?
1: Uh,
0: yeah. I think she does. I know she did with when she lived with her she parents. She doesn't live in Manhattan. Yeah.
1: Probably. No, she doesn't live in Manhattan. Yeah. And so my guess is this is, like, the neighborhood bar. She got off in her neighborhood. Mm, and smart. is at the neighborhood bar near yeah. where she lives is my guess. I like the sound of that. All right. But listen. Yeah. Here's a Bye Bye Birdie connection. Tell me about it. In Bye Bye Birdie, Uh Conrad Birdie takes the young ingenue Kim. Yes. Yes. Out on the town. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to show you a good time, girl. I don't care that you're only 15. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Maybe 14. 14. I think she's 14. Uh, I don't care that you're only 14. I'm going to take you out, girl. Uh Uh-huh. So he takes her to a bar. Yes. He gets her lick, liquored up. Okay. He tries to take advantage of her. Mhm. And right at the moment, yeah, where advantage might be taken. Yes. Hugo, her boyfriend, uh-huh, comes barreling <gasps> through the door. Yeah. Lights go out.
0: Oh no.
1: You hear a scream.
0: I don't ah! like this.
1: <laughs> Lights come back on. Yeah. Hugo is dead. What? We don't know what happened. You're shitting me. This is where Bye Bye Birdie and Clue okay. merge. Oh. Their universes. It, it's at this <laughs> point, you didn't know that uh-huh. the Clue universe the and the Bye Bye Un- Birdie universe were one and the same. The Birdiverse. The Birdiverse. And the universe. And the Clueiverse. This is where they intersect. The The, the Clueiverse. That didn't work. No. The, the... Blueiverse. No we'll find it we'll find it but it's important that's yeah so when i see peggy out on the street with all yes. these rowdy bars and i'm thinking oh you're just a young little ingenue yeah. i can't help but think of kim mm-hmm. who then finds her boyfriend murdered maybe yeah. at the hands of conrad birdie we don't know
0: <laughs> we don't know it's intrigue honestly i told
1: you kate this show is full of intrigue and yeah. true crime
0: now no spoilers for bye bye birdie okay but from what i know about kim mm-hmm. i wouldn't put her out of the running for possible well for I mean though. I didn't want to mm. pause it too much but so she's walking down the street she sees a crowded bar she walks in her smile's real shy she's holding her elbow which is like you know I do that when I'm uncomfortable yeah. and nervous yeah. and she uses Joan's line on a couple guys at the bar she says it's so crowded in here I think I'm on the subway arf, 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 and arf, they arf. laugh they it laugh. works it, she can just do it and uh the guy one of the guys asks where's your drink and i felt like this was a very macaroni and cheese style answer where peggy just looks at him and smiles uh-huh. and then kind of looks away uh-huh i also uh think that it's a bit like we might have brought it up before but when jack donaghy was able to meditate perfectly as so he all he had to do was try to meditate yes. and then he immediately reached enlightenment yes and, Peggy can do this. Yeah.
1: She's smart enough to play the game. Well, she's done it once before. She did it when she put on that beautiful blue cocktail dress and mm. went to the strip club. That's true. Yeah, She a- hopped on that yeah. dude's lap and mm-hmm. laughed it up and yeah. she can do it.
0: And so it's, it's like not her. she was doing that for business. Mm-hmm. And it was similar where it was like she went out into a strip club after hours where no one invited her. Right. To just be there. And this is her going out into a bar, bar mm-hmm. for her own personal life, mm-hmm. not for her work anymore, because she's not an artist. I don't know. Does that, <laughs> like, was that? It came on the heels of this conversation with Don, and I'm trying to figure out how it affected. I can't make sense of
1: your notes. I have no idea what that means. She's not an
0: artist. I don't know. That's what Don had told Peggy that she's not an artist. Oh yeah, she solves problems. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering how this is a non-artistic activity. <laughs> mm. That's fine. We don't have to know. <laughs> so uh, then we are back at the Draper house. We see Jean is playing solitaire. William is plunging the sink. This house is a mess. This it's house is in mesh. ruins. Yeah. It's in
1: ruins. It's in ruins. You're so right about yeah, that. Yeah. This house is in ruins. And Don walks into it. Uh-huh. And it's just like, the Fuck is happening in my house.
0: Half-eaten sandwiches. There's toys on the table. Mm-hmm. His d- brother-in-law is pl- What could possibly need to be Why plunged in the kitchen, s- kitchen sink? sink? Yeah. Oh dear. And he says,
1: "Don't worry, I'm taking care of it. It's under control. Under control."
0: He seems to be like really like positive to Don. Like he wants Don on his side mm-hmm. or something. So Don sees Judy setting the table, and he sees the kids watching TV. Betty comes downstairs and she's going out for a bucket of chicken. Yeah, and Don's like, I'm going to solve this. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be an artist. Yeah, I'm gonna be a problem solver. That's right. And uh, because Betty is like, William said, there are only two options: put him in a home, or move into the house with him. And Judy have be his nurse. Judy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She really focuses on Judy being like unacceptable. Yes. And then Don. Yells for William and William awkwardly puts down the plunger and then goes into the office with him and starts talking about the globe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jesus, what year is this from? Being like real chatty. Mm-hmm. And is just like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's I love it. So good. I love it. And he, you can just tell William is about to have his ass handed to him. Yeah. You know? But also let me tell you, these lamps on Don's desk. Tell me about are
1: them. Real cool. What do they look like? Well, he loves a he loves a double mm. desk lamp. Okay. So it's a double yeah. and it's it kind of looks like your little guy over mm-hmm. there. With the like bullet okay shape. Yes. But but framing that da- or pointing down. Right. But then it's got like this cool filigree like cutout mm-hmm. all around the edge. It's okay.
0: cool. That is cool. That's all. He has a very well appointed office with an old uh globe. So he tells Gene, this is what's going to happen. You're going to support him financially, and then Gene is going to come live with Betty and Don. Mm -hmm. No one is going to touch the house. And And it's going to be your idea. Yeah. You're going to tell your wife and your sister that this Mm -hmm. is your idea. That you did the right thing on your own. Yep. And I noticed Don doesn't even furrow his brow. He doesn't break a sweat. He's just, this is what's happening. This is happening. happening. And I want you to leave tonight. I want you to leave the Lincoln. (laughs) He's going to need a car. Yeah. And uh, in two hours, there, this is the exact train that you can uh, yep. take. So then Don just sits down with Jean and reads the paper while uh, William explains these things that were all his idea to Betty. And Betty looks at Don and you're like, you can tell Betty knows Don made this happen. Mm-hmm. He's like, this was the best gift you could have given me, my daddy. She's looking at him with sweet face. Yeah. Sweet meats and table wine. <laughs> sweet meats and table wine. Then they come and tell Jean... The situation, mm-hmm. and and she he says, "Honey, I'm not that blue, like I'm not so depressed yeah. that I have to live here." Yeah. But the animals are running the zoo, the plans, the plans, the plans you make. That's what he says. He's uh grumbly. He's not. He doesn't like this idea. He doesn't love no. it. He's not a big fan, but he's kind of. Well, he says, I should have been the first to go. Yeah. should have died before my wife. Yeah. And then William heads off to pack. I noticed, we see the clock, it's 7.45 p.m. Oh, I didn't know. Which that. means, like, the train leaves at, like, 10 o'clock. With all his children. Four children yep. going back to their house. So then we see uh, Peggy is having a drink with this guy who's eating a hamburger and fries like he's an animal. Oh, God, he's scarfing it. Yeah. Just shuffling it into his face. Yeah. And we learn, like, he's a kid. Oh, yeah, he's He's young. the same age as Peggy. Is he? He seems younger. What well, I mean. He's about to graduate
1: from Brooklyn College yeah. next month, so he's, what, 22?
0: Yeah. And Peggy's, like, 23 or 24. Is she? Yeah, she's all really right. young. All right. All when all they right. hired Smit, Smitty and Kurt, mm-hmm. she said she was, like, 22. Oh, okay. So she's she's very young, okay. but she's so much far advanced yes. in her career, and she's so much more just mature. Yes. And, and she makes a little joke about, you know, to really get ahead of the mechanics industry, she could become a robot. And when she said she works for an ad agency, he assumes that she's a secretary. Right. And Peggy does something that I have a hard time. This is, I relate a lot to Peggy in this situation, where she like doesn't correct him yeah she just says my boss is a jerk yeah and then takes a bite of his burger
1: so she says i work for a jerk so he offers her
0: food and she's like no
1: no and he says this thing about her being a secretary and she's like i "I work for a jerk and then his buddies come over yeah and they're like you got cab fare and he's Uh like fuck you 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 know i live around the corner yeah and they're like oh that's right you do and i did not Mm -hmm. understand this whole thing yeah and peggy kind of stares them down Mm -hmm. and then grabs his burger and takes a big
0: old bite of it
1: yeah. And he thinks she's so cute and funny.
0: Yeah. Because that was dudes like trying to cock they block. They were trying him. to cock block. Yeah. Yeah. And but Peggy's like, wow, I can actually take control of this situation and be super cute, make mm-hmm. this guy feel good. Yeah. I I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, clearly there's something about the neighborhoods of New York that we're supposed to pay attention to. Maybe when she was getting off the subway, we would have seen what station it was. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to learn anything more about I the won't. New York world than i already know that's fine i'm sure another song will be written about it i'll, I'll learn that <laughs> and then they're making out on the couch they're making out horror yeah like it almost looked like her skirt is up oh yeah they're they're and he's running his hand up there. oh yeah they're close to to the to the deed but he doesn't have a condom no she has to if
1: he has a trojan Hmm. no he does not but uh and aren't they in his house yes he doesn't have any condoms in his house
0: that's what it sounded like. How you ain't got no condoms in your house, young man? Because he lives with his mother. Does he? I think so. His mom says he's still growing. That doesn't mean he lives with her. And he's also on a pull-out couch. He is on a pull-out couch. I don't know. His it's... pull-out game is weak, Ayy. Ayy. <laughs> Bet, uh, Peggy didn't trust Maybe it. it's
1: strong and she'll never know. That's true. Listen, she doesn't want to end up like Dick's mom. She doesn't want to end up like her two years ago. (laughs) Exactly.
0: She doesn't want to end up like (laughs) season one Peggy. She knows better when she's on a couch with a boy. Yeah. And uh, but she's like, and and he's like, well, I guess uh, it's pretty late. And then she says, "There's other things we could do." Oh. What do you think they did? Um, they probably just like watched a movie.
1: So here's my things that I was thinking. Oh boy. Okay. Option one. Yeah. They did his taxes.
0: Okay, yeah. Because it's April. Yeah, it's a little late on taxes, It's actually. a little
1: late, but he's young, and he yeah. doesn't know, and she's like, okay, well, I know how to do these things. He's a white guy. He'll be fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was one thought. They did taxes. Okay. My other thought mm-hmm. is that they they washed his mother's hosiery in the mm-hmm. sink. Because Peggy was so good at it. Exactly. She was just doing it yeah. earlier in this episode. Right. So they did the laundry, but they did the delicates. Nice. My
0: other thought
1: uh-huh. was oral sex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
1: okay. Pro- I mean that's re- it's that's highly unlikely. Yeah, these that's are good real kids.
0: Really, they didn't invent that until like the seventies. Yeah, anyway.
1: And then my fourth
0: thought mm-hmm.
1: was they recreated the opening sequence of um oh God what's oh, her name and Margaret. No no, no 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 no. There not there's something about Mary. What's what's her name? La La Land. No.
0: Jude Law. I'm, I'm losing it. June Diane. Mary, Mayfield. no,
1: she had a show.
0: Mary Jesse Raphael. Yep. Mary Queen of Scots. No. What the fuck's her name? Mary Magdalene. Is her name even Mary?
1: Uh. <laughs> Is her name even, Mary Tyler Moore.
0: <laughs> I found it. I
1: found it. They recreate yeah. the opening sequence of Quick Mary question. Tyler Moore. Quick question,
0: what did you Google?
1: Mary sitcom. You nailed it. Thank you.
0: You got it there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, we'll never know. This was just one of those little off-camera secrets. Exactly. I mean, at the end of it, Peggy ended up naked, but that doesn't really tell you that anything. Doesn't tell you anything. Listen, I end up naked at the end of every one of my nights as well, and it yeah, doesn't mean that absolutely. I did the taxes. Yeah, I, I, do. I definitely do my taxes naked, but whenever I'm naked, it doesn't mean I'm doing my taxes. Exactly. You can't. One you does can't not get the other. Thank you.
1: Correlation does not imply causation.
0: Right. So that's all. It's just, you know, we're good statisticians. We don't we don't deal with bad no. facts. No. All right, so then we see Don and Betty, they're in bed too. They're asleep and there's like cop wow. sirens outside.
1: Bobby 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 Bobby. That's the Bobby alarm. Oh. If you remember from
0: from earlier in our episode. <laughs> Man. Thank you for telling me, because I thought you were talking about, like, a time bobby. (laughs) You know, an old-timey cop. I know you're into the English uh, slang, and also comedy bang-bang. They're still called
1: bobbies, by the way. Are they?
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. They're still called bobbies. Lame. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you heard me, England. (sighs) You're lame. All right, so then they hear noises in the house, and we see that Gene is downstairs. He thinks that, like, prohibition cops are coming. He says, the heat is on. We got to get rid of this stuff. He's dumping all their booze down the sink that the brother just plunged. Yeah, and then he tells uh, Betty and Don, if you got anything else, go flush it. Yep. And I think Betty and Don are like, oh. What did we get ourselves into? This guy is not just sad about his girlfriend leaving. Mm -hmm. They were trying to blame it on that, but that's not what it was. Nope. Then we get back to the pullout couch with uh the Peggy and the boy, and she gets up without bothering him, and they kind of chat, and you can tell he like likes her. Yeah. And he's like, you can come see me. I'm going to be at that bar a lot. Yeah. And she she's like, like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but no. And then there's a very strange scene that I feel like came out of nowhere to me.
1: Okay.
0: With, I wrote a fairy princess teacher in front of a maypole.
1: This was a very strange scene.
0: Yeah this was the penultimate scene this is the penultimate scene we see the whole family don and betty and bobby and jean are watching sally and i guess her class Mm -hmm. all dolled up around a maypole the teacher is this very pretty she's like pretty and dark-haired like
1: art bitch midge yeah and mama marken yeah she looks like the two of them right and Don is just staring her down. Yes. All of these kids are dancing around this maypole. She's uh-huh. dancing around, shoeless. Yeah. In her bare feet in the grass. Like Bert Peterson. Like Bert Peterson. And Bert Cooper.
0: And Bert Cooper, true.
1: And Don is staring at her, mm-hmm. and the camera is staring at her because we are Don. Yes. And then he reaches down and touches the grass. Yeah.
0: All like, earthy. It's earthy. Like as soon as you see her, you're like Don loves her. Don's in love with her. Oh, obviously. And she's a
1: pretty dark. You know who Don is? Who's Don? Ron Swanson. (laughs) He likes pretty dark-haired women in breakfast
0: food. That is true. That is very true. Listen, Don Ron, it's there. I mean, we. I haven't made my full. uh, Right. Parks and Rec. Mad Men. Make the. I did. I did a draft. Okay. But I didn't fully do it. So, um, yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know why he's touching the grass, the grass. Yeah. Uh, but I did write cute kid shit.
1: Um, Justin yeah. wanted to make sure that we mention Bobby's shirt in this uh-huh. scene is real cool. What is it? It's It looks like a bowling shirt. Okay. It's a little button down, and cool. it's cute. It's a cute shirt. Yeah. It's blue, but it's got like a pattern along the lapel and down the buttons interesting yeah
0: which is cute it was cute all right but we got an outside fashion perspective i appreciate that and then uh cindy's dad comes and takes a family photo i also wrote betty's glasses were super 60s and she looked really cool they all looked cool in their sunglasses. Yeah. Don also
1: looked really cool in yeah. his aviators.
0: Sometimes they look like a photograph of like a vintage photograph yeah. of a fa- and this was one of those times where like they just looked super vintage yeah. 60s. They looked super cool. And then our finally our final uh scene, Don comes into the office. Peggy is at work and they just make eye contact with each other. Yeah,
1: she's in her office typing away. Yeah. He looks in through her door, she looks back at him. And then he gets something from his new secretary, who we yeah. haven't really met yet. Right. And she comes out, Peggy comes out and says, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about Pampers? And she's wearing a blue dress. Uh-huh. Yes. This is, this is when she's wearing that dress okay. that I talked about earlier. I don't right. remember what she was wearing before, but it was cute. Yeah. But this is that dress I've talking about before. Uh-huh. And then they just go and sit quietly in his office and mm-hmm. just kind of look at each other. Yeah. And then lights out. Which, let me tell you. Yeah. This is our final connection to Bye Bye Birdie. Okay, let's hear it. At the very end of Bye Bye Birdie, now a lot has happened. There's been a yeah. lot of death, uh-huh. a lot of intrigue, a lot of murder. Always. But there's also been a lot of really fun romps. Awesome. So there's some fun <laughs> 50s music. There's poodle skirts. Yeah. There's Dick Van Dyke singing, uh-huh. you know, Put On A Happy Face. Because everybody's sad Wait, that
0: people have been murdered. Let me is Put On A Happy Face from Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I love it when I find out that a song is from a musical. Yeah. Alright, so so and he's he's, he's trying to bring up the spirits. Right. Everybody's of of depressed. This devastated community. Town. Yeah. community.
1: And so he's sing you know, put on a happy face. so there's some lightheartedness that happens. Uh-huh. And at the very end of Bye Bye Birdie. Yes. Conrad is leaving town. Okay. Right, his, his tour is carrying on, and he's just left this wave of destruction in his path. Mm-hmm. And it seems to the audience yeah. that Conrad has perpetrated all these murders. <gasps> yeah. And at the very end, stranger comes to town. Exactly. Mm-hmm. At the very end, the mayor's daughter. Do you remember who played the mayor's daughter? I think it was one
0: Ashley Davis. Sure. What? Nate
1: <laughs> Mizell. There you go. You did Thank it. You, <laughs> That's great. Oh. Uh, the the mayor's miss. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The mayor's daughter steps downstage. Yes. The lights are fading out. Yeah. She comes downstage. Yeah. Spotlight comes on her. Uh-huh. She looks, breaks the fourth wall, looks dead at the audience, and she says, it was all me. <gasps> lights out. Oh, my God. Nobody saw it coming. No
0: one saw it coming. Nobody saw I the didn't. mayor's
1: daughter. Because she's above the law. Yeah. Nobody's oh, yeah. going to look at the mayor's daughter. Of course she is. Who's like and when you wa- when you think back uh-huh. through the the musical you see her yes. kind of lurking in the background of yes. all the scenes. Like when the bed comes crumbling down and Jenny's mm. arm is just sticking out. Yeah. The mayor's daughter uh-huh. is in the closet. You just see her eyes oh
0: peeking God. through
1: and she's got a screwdriver. Holy shit. Yeah, she'd loosen the screws. That is diabolical. Yeah, but it, that's all subtext, right? Like yeah. you have to think back yeah. to what you saw and you got to see it again. And it just lights out. Wow. And you know, here in this episode, which is very unlike Mad Men normally. Yeah, they don't do that all the time. We get a slow pull out. We love a slow pull out. And this was just boom
0: done. Just here's the end. Uh these two people looked at each other. Yeah. It's I mean, I I feel like I haven't Fully gone into, like, why they have this moment, but they surely, they understand each other. I think Peggy. Yes.
1: Is just being done. Yeah. Which is, which is being Peggy. She's She's not being Anne-Margaret.
0: Mm-hmm. She's being herself now. She's
1: being herself. And she's like, we're gonna talk about this shit?
0: Yeah. All right, let's go. We're at work now. We're just doing it. This is what I do. I got laid. But that doesn't really question mark. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) they didn't have a Trojan. True. I like how you decided that Sal and the bellboy did complete a sexual (laughs) act off camera, but Peggy. Well, Peggy made it very up in the air.
1: Now here's the funny thing. Yeah. (laughs) Justin likes to laugh about this with me. I have a very strict definition of sex. Okay. And it is when. It is when penetration happens. Okay. With a member. Yes. Right? Right. That is sex. Oral sex, not sex. Yeah. That's its own thing. Yeah. Peggy was very clear Uh that there was no Trojan. Yes. Which means she did not get laid. Okay. Sex did not happen. Right. Because I have a very strict definition. Apparently. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Let me tell you. Uh, not everyone has that definition. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know yeah. that to be true. But you've got your own, and that's yeah. what works for you. It is. That's
1: good. So she did not get laid. She no. either recreated the Mary Tyler Moore show opening, yes. which isn't going to come until many years later. Right. She when like I say recreate, it. I mean
0: create. Yeah. Yeah. Mary With Tyler Moore ripped her off. Throwing hats in the air. You could so see her throwing a hat in the Couldn't air. Couldn't you? She would kill it. Throwing that hat in there. Doesn't she wear like a beret half the time
1: anyway? Yes. Get it,
0: girl. Oh, boy.
1: So, yeah, now
0: she's just being Don. Now she's just being Don, Which is being Peggy. And we love Peggy. And we love Don. I do love Peggy. I like him. All right. That's been... That's been this episode. Love Among the Ruins. Season 3. Ep 2. Ep 2.
1: Now let me tell you. Tell me something. This was not much of a doozy. It wasn't? No. It did not... Dooze me away even a little bit that's all right i'm gonna only to. give it a 39 percent doozy you know what so be it it's it
0: it didn't have it big didn't... surprises no i think the biggest surprise was me revealing that judy hofstad had an abortion <laughs> 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 and just and, how murdery Bye and Bye Bye Birdie Bye Birdie. Is. right yeah right yeah
1: yeah i mean and you didn't even know how doozy if this episode was until i explained to you all those connections.
0: That's true. I i would have put it at like 5% doozy. Exactly. I've just right. been like, ugh. Right.
1: So i knew enough to say 39%. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh-huh. I got to give this episode a 6. Okay. 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. And Margaret shrill voices. And Margaret shrill voices. Yeah, six out of ten. Because if seven is off the table, it would never have made a seven. It yes. might be a five and a half. Wow. I'm gonna say five and a half. And Margaret shrill voices.
0: You really? It wasn't bad, but it didn't. Don't respect it my didn't pen do anything That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yakety sax. Ashley predicts.
1: Okay. Season three, episode three. Oh, I like a double three. Mm -hmm. You know how I feel about a double three, Catherine. What do you call Uh, it? Double butt cheeks. That's what you called it. Yeah. Which you are not allowed to call me in a year (laughs)
0: when I turn 33.
1: (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Season three, episode three. Gene, the dad. Yes. Is going haywire. Okay. He is flushing everything there's constant plumbing problems now we didn't know why william was plunging the sink now we know gene had thrown some bullshit down there yes and so they're constantly just finding stuff in the pipes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and betty's getting more and more pregnant as never stops
0: getting pregnant
1: as one does Uh she's just getting more and more pregnant Mm -hmm. and gene is starting to throw all the stuff that's going in their new crib room (gasps) You jerk! I love you. Uh, Everything that's going in there, he's trying to flush. Okay, because he's just like we don't, we don't have a baby. Oh yeah, I'm in the war. There's no babies in the war. Mm -hmm. Because he's a military man. Yes. So that's happening at home. Betty can't handle it. She's she has emotions. Yes, but she can't show them. Okay. So she's trying. She's trying, Uh but they're just not coming out. At one point, Sally turns to the camera and says, "My mom, me, is angry."
0: My mommy is angry. My mommy is
1: angry. She's okay. explaining to the audience.
0: You love breaking that fourth wall. I know.
1: It ha- I don't love it. Matthew <laughs> Weiner loves it. That's a good point. Thank I'm you. sorry for. Thank you.
0: I'm sorry for <laughs> contradicting what's well, obviously a truth. I just misspoke.
1: Now Sally's teacher mm-hmm. is gonna become Don's new love. All right. He starts going to PTA meetings. Mm-hmm. He starts being the one to pick Sally up from school because yes. he's like, "Oh my God, this brown-haired woman probably mm-hmm. can cook some bacon." Yeah. She's art bitch Midge because she's all bohemian uh-huh. and earthy. Yeah. She's Mama Merkin because she's she's got a business happening, not a business, but a career. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let me tell you, teaching children is a business. As <laughs> someone who teaches children. <laughs>
0: You uh do a lot of uh
1: transactional exactly. work like, with them. Yes, um, they did my taxes this year. <laughs> um, so he Could, he tracks. we will miss her you down. when you're in federal prison. Oh, that's kind. mm mm-hmm. Kind of you.
0: Uh- <laughs> <welcome>. Do they <laughs> her... have Zoom
1: in <laughs> prison? Yeah, and they do now. Great. Um, her name mm-hmm. is going to be Mrs. Fillenbacher. F- 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 Thank you. But we're going to call her PPP.
0: <laughs> I assume uh, Philenbacher is with a PH then. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Don and Betty and Jean. Yes. Peggy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Peggy is now just going into every meeting and just saying, we're going to talk about X client. Yes. And then just sit there <laughs> and not say anything. And she's just going to look at people and She's like, you ready to talk about this shit? Uh-huh. And then she's going to sit there and they're going to start to become really uncomfortable. Because they're not what to... They don't know what to do with her power. This yeah. is power. Yeah. It's just kind of emanating out of her as she sits and stares at them and mm-hmm. blankly rifles through papers. <laughs> so she's still staring yeah. at Pete or whoever, but just yeah. rifling through papers. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, this bitch knows some things. <laughs> yeah. So that's Peggy. Okay. Pete is trying to weasel his way into every other account. Mm-hmm. So he heard about patio, but he doesn't, he just heard the word. Yes. And he doesn't actually know what it means. Mm-hmm. So he's just buying up a bunch of lumber <laughs> to create an ad. Yeah. So every time he hears about a client, mm-hmm. he doesn't actually investigate what it is or, or what they're selling or what it does. Why should he? Because well, he's too he's too weasely and whiny to yes. deal with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he just kind of Parcels some things together as he sits in his chair with his uh, shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. And Trudy comes in at some point. We haven't seen her in a while, but she comes in. She doesn't really do much, but she's wearing a new ridiculous rich person thing. Great. Yeah. All right. Let's have. Oh, the lingo lingo is going to be
0: Welcome to the 60s.
1: Like we used to say Welcome to the 90s, but we really got that from
0: the 60s. Uh, I don't remember saying that, because I'm just so Well, you were little, but that young. was a thing that we said. Welcome
1: to the 90s. Ni- I said that to my mother. Yeah? So often. <laughs> really? Every time she, like, uh-huh. wasn't cool enough to understand something, I'm like, geez, mom, welcome to the
0: 90s. Uh, I love that. That was a thing we said. And now we say welcome to the 21st century. Yeah. But...
1: Yeah. So we've just, we've throughout history been welcoming people to whatever decade or century we're in.
0: We're just a very welcoming people. Yes. And... You know, nothing can ever change that. No. All right. We did it. We did it. That was wonderful. Thank you, dear listener. Thank you, my co-host. Thank you, my co-host. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, cats, for finally calming down. Yeah. We love you all. We will
1: see you again soon. Follow us at all the places. All the places. Mad Women. That's who we are. Apparently we're on Twitter. Somebody just retweeted us.
0: That's right. Someone important. We're getting some love. Hey. And we love you.
1: We do love you.
0: And remember, Merry madmen to all, and to all a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen.